Coming up on this episode of Sports Talk with Marcel, we recap an incredible division round and preview the NFC and AFC Championship with keys of victory. And should Tom Brady retire? Plus, what's the best fit for Aaron Rodgers next year? Best and worst, and we take a look into the NBA and NHL. I discussed MLB Hall of Fame this day in sports history right now on Sports Talk with Marcel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest edition of Sports Talk with Marcel. This is episode 68 on this cold Thursday, January 27, 2022. Thank you guys for joining me yet again for another great episode. We have so much to get into. Division of playoff rounds. We're going to get to that. NFC, AFC championship. We will pick those games or um, preview those games and key matchups, keys to victory. MLB, NHL. Going to go over a couple of games. Happy last night. And games is going down tonight and tomorrow. And of course, the MLB Hall of Fame. Ah, I, I will be definitely touching on that, but we're going to definitely start off with, no, and also best and worst in this day in sports history. But you know we have to start off with an incredible division around Saturday. Cincinnati go on to Tennessee and defeat the number one seed. Now, this game was very good that second half, but that first half Tennessee didn't do what they were supposed to do to get those keys to the victory. That's to run a ball. Derrick Henry coming back since week eight. They did not run a ball whatsoever. Um, early. They didn't run a ball early at all. Um, Foreman. I believe his name is Foreman, the other running back of Tennessee. He gave them a little couple of big gains in, I believe, first and second half. And Tennessee... Just could not get over the hump. Once again, this was the exactly third time in their franchise history of being the number one seed, and they lost all three times. Now, this game have nothing to do with what um, Cincinnati did. It, all, it had to do with what Ryan Tannehill did. And, and, and let me remind you guys, this quarterback coming from Texas A&M, well, was a wide receiver at Texas A&M, Played quarterback there, and he coming into the NFL draft was as a quarterback to the Miami Dolphins. I didn't like him there, and I damn sure didn't like him in Tennessee Saturday night, because that made it made it more clear to me, and it should have to Tennessee um, organization that Ryan Tannehill is just not the guy. I know they moved on from Marcus Mariota, but to give it to Ryan Tannehill, no. This guy threw three three interceptions, 15 of 28, 220 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions, a tremendous touchdown throw, by the way, to A.J. Brown in that fourth quarter. But four interceptions, I mean three interceptions, excuse me, you expect your team to win. Joe Burrow played tremendously, 28, 37, 28 of 37, 348 yards and one interception. Joe Mix, 14 carries, 58 yards, one touchdown. Them guys had tremendous games. But it all came down to the quarterback play. 
even though um, Tennessee did get out the Joe Burrow nine times, nine sacks, Tennessee, Cincinnati still fought, still hung in there. Their defense played tremendous that fourth quarter. And I don't know what it was, but that last drive for Tennessee, it was some – I wasn't understanding if they knew they had – not so much time on the clock with only, I believe, one timeout. They wasn't moving efficient enough to me, me personally. But Cincinnati, man, it's just ridiculous. Cincinnati, I got our rushes. They got our rush 140 to 65, and they still found a way to win. Tennessee did not convert. They only converted once on third down. No points in exactly fourth quarter. So they score, I mean, they score all their points in the first three quarters. So the A.J. Brown, the A.J. Brown catch was in the third, late third quarter, I remember. But Ryan Tannehill is just not the quarterback. He is not the quarterback for the Tennessee Titans to get over that hump, to know your history, to know that this is your third time having the number one seed. And the other two times, it, it, end, it ended just like it lost this. That's why nowadays in NFL, especially the NFL, that number one seed really don't do much, especially when you have a quarterback lying like a Ryan Tannehill. But congrats to the Cincinnati Bengals. They advanced to their first AFC championship game since 1988. San Francisco, another game that – we expected the quarterback play from both sides of the ball. Both quarterbacks looked looked at good at some point and horrible at another. There's no way. It was like a sack fest for both defenses, if you ask me, especially that especially that second and third quarter. Um Jimmy Garoppolo, 11 of 39, 11 of 19, 131 yards, one interception. That didn't, one interception was was absolutely stupid to throw. And Rodgers, he played horrible. 20 of 29, 205 yards. And I didn't notice. I didn't, I didn't notice it before until after this game that Aaron Rodgers never beat the 49ers in the postseason. I I've never knew that. But then it reminded it, it rewinded me back to 2020, 2012. He lost in San Fran, the NFC Championship game. And I believe it was another year they lost with Colin Kaepernick when they came there. I believe it was the AFC, was it, it was the NFC Championship. It was the NF, I think it was the divisional round. Same rounds. Aaron Rodgers plays horrible. He is now 0 for 4 in a playoff against San Francisco. He's the only quarterback in history that have not beat the 49ers, just one team, his entire postseason. 49ers play horrible on third down. They had five sacks from the defense. That defense played tremendous. Um, four they they could only convert four of eleven on third down. And Rodgers, Green Bay Packers, four sacks. They only they only they only was good enough to even get three points in the first in the third quarter. 
three points in three quarters, I believe. Yeah, three points in three quarters. They scored on that first. They scored on that first drive of the game. And it was just unbelievable. It really was unbelievable to see Robbie Gold kick the game winner. I was just I was just in disbelief because I really thought Dream Baker would have came out and played with more effort and, and more fight and toughness. Knowing that you're the number one seed. Knowing that this is Aaron Rodgers for sure. This could be his final game ever. And you come out and just, you know, wet the bed like that. It was just unfortunate Green Bay blew away yet another opportunity. Another. Aaron Rodgers, Michael Dunn is one of the greatest quarterbacks with just one Super Bowl ring. And as more, and he continuously to lose in a postseason will put a, a damp on his um, Hall of Fame, on his legacy. Because now we got to start having a conversation. Is he first ballot Hall of Fame? First ballot Hall of Fame when you haven't beaten one particular team in your whole postseason? Maybe second. Sunday game, the Los Angeles Rams always almost blew away a, a um a um a game where they had in the bag. Matthew Stafford twenty eight to thirty eight. 366 yards, two touchdowns. That game was absolutely crazy. When it was 20 to 3, I kind of knew, I kind of had a feeling Tampa Bay is going to try to come back and make it interesting. Which they did. Tom Brady, 44 years old, playing the way he played, 30 of 54, 329 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Let, let me address some things. People talk about how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, injuries, injuries, injuries. He's not there. He's not there. If you play sports or team sport, you always know it's the next man up, especially when it comes to being a professional, being a professional in the NFL. Tampa Bay played horrible that first half. They was getting calls, Penalties for absolutely no reason. Tom Brady crying because he got hit in the helmet. But, you know, this is the postseason. If they looked at film, what happened last week in the postseason, the, the wild card weekend, they would know the refs is really not calling everything this, this week. Now, Dominican Sue trying to fight his old teammate, old teammate. Um, that defense was just suffocating itself that first half. It really was. Matthew Stafford, um, him him connecting with Cooper Cup was just some special. Cooper Cup hit like 140-some yards. And that was the, one of the keys to victory for the Rams, which they did so tremendously. They gambled on that last play. And that's what I like. You have to take chances because they knew and everybody knew that was watching that TV, glued to the TV. If that game went to overtime, Temple Bay was winning hand easily because they had all all the momentum. For the LA Rams to win the Super Bowl this year, they have to not turn over the ball. We've seen so many costly turnovers, fumbles, just. 
unbelievable turnovers that could have cost this team a game. Now they have another shot at San Francisco in in the NFC Championship. And I'll pick that game and I will get the keys to the victory. But if they lose to the San Francisco 49ers for the third time in one season, you got to start questioning the head coach. You have to start questioning the head coach. But LA Rams escaped this game. They really escaped this game. 4-11 on third down. They really escaped this game. Moving on to the one of the games of the year. No doubt game of the year. Top three. Buffalo and Kansas City. Now, this game was just, it had everything. It had everything. That first Buffalo drive was absolutely special. They converted fourth down twice. And they made the ball game very interesting. But at the game process, you kind of saw you kind of saw what would be the result because that defense of Buffalo to be top three, I wouldn't even call it number one defense, even top three defense to go out and lose the momentum for your team. If you see you have a Elite of elite, not just the lead, but a franchise quarterback. You have to take that into consideration and play not just for yourself, for your team, but for him because he's the reason you guys are in this position. Where you are in Kansas City for the second straight um year playing a playoff game and the winner go on to the AOC championship and you just blow away a chance. This game was just, like I said, this game was just unbelievable. Tyreek Hill is just, this dude remind me of Devin Hester so bad. He's, the speed is, is unbelievable. Um, the showboat, is, you know, you can save that for another. Sometimes I'm not really a big fan of showboating. Nobody showboated better than me personally than Chad um, Ocho Cinco and Steve Smith. Those one of my best. Like one, one, two of my best, um, two of the two of the best that did the end zone celebrations. Don't want to do it better than it to me, in my personal opinion. But Patrick Mahomes had a tremendous game: thirty-three yards, 44, 30, 33 of forty-four, throwing three hundred and seventy-four yards, three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, one hundred and fifty yards, touchdown, one hundred and fifty yards, and one touchdown. Josh Allen had a game of his life: twenty-seven to thirty-five, three hundred and twenty-nine yards. Four touchdown. Um, Gabriel Davis, a name that you guys will definitely remember coming at 201 yards, and he set the single-season record for postseason with four touchdowns. Had a tremendous game. He's wide open all night. They had, they, I believe they was playing man coverage. They had Tyree Matthews. He went out the first play, I believe the first couple, um, first quarter. Don't know if it was the first or second play in the game. He His helmet hit one of the teammate helmets. And he was um was later um removed from the game due to concussion protocols, and so this game was just tremendously the the Buffalo defense need to have to get better. They have to address the defense next year. They just have to the secondary and they have to get pressure. They have to try to get up a, a pressure, more pressure on their on their front four and a decent secondary because that secondary was getting burnt all night. They were Travis Kelsey had the touchdown. 
game, winning game, and I kind of thought it was over. The 13 seconds, it was just back and forth that entire fourth quarter overtime. It was just, you couldn't blink. You really couldn't. If you blink, you miss it, you'll miss something. It was just special. I kind of thought Buffalo had it in the bag, but the 13 seconds and defense and the defense let um, Travis Kelsey get open for that big game and then set it up, Buckner for the field goal to force it into overtime. And once and, and once I I was picking for Buffalo, I was really pushing for him. But once that coin toss was flipped and Kansas City won that coin toss, I just knew it. Kansas City is about to win. It's just no, it's just, they hit, Kansas City hit all the momentum, especially after the field goal, the Travis Kelsey big game, the Tariq touchdown before Buffalo went and scored. Then it was just like a back and forth, but it was just a tremendous game. And, and they people saying about the overtime rules, now I know they're not going to change the overtime rules. I just, I don't think they are. I don't think they will. At the point of they what they doing now, I don't think it will. Even some some people even saying that they should change the rules. I don't really care about these kind of rules. I kind of feel like field goal, whoever scores in overtime wins basically, because you got to understand. NFL they did change the um, overtime playoff um, from ten minutes regular season to fifteen minutes, so it's a full fifteen minutes in overtime in the playoff, and then only ten in the po in um, regular season. But I w- I really don't care. I'm not a big fan of the overtime thing. I will prefer it be back to old ways, you know. Because who's to say if Buckner missed a field if he would have missed the field goal? You just never know. Everybody expects teams to win on a touchdown, and that's exactly what happened Sunday night. I kind of knew it was going to happen. I kind of knew it was going to happen. Um, soon, at, soon, Josh Allen called for tails, and it wasn't tails. And Kansas City got that ball. I just knew this game is about to be over, and Kansas City is going to be victorious. Now we're going to move over to this day in sports history. It's now time for this day in sports history. In 1969, Chuck Noll is named head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the youngest coach in NFL history at the time. In 1973, UCLA's basketball team wins 61st consecutive game was an NCAA record. In 1982, the Los Angeles Kings set an NHL record for their sixth consecutive tie game, a 4-4 deadlock against the visiting Philadelphia Flyers. And in 2002, AFC Championship Highsfield, Pittsburgh, the New England Patriots beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-17. to This has been This Day in Sports History. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was This Day in Sports History. MLB Hall of Fame was announced the other day, and I was quite disappointed. I really was. Congratulations to David Ortiz, first year on the ballot. He will be enshrined with a so far Jim um, Cat 
Tony Olivia, Bud Fowler, Gail Hodges, uh, Minnie Mimosa, and Bud O'Neill. They all will be inducted July 24th induction ceremony in Coopertown, New York. Congrats to them. Congrats to David Ortiz. First year on the ballot, probably the greatest in my personal opinion. Besides, you have to put Ted Williams up there, probably the one of the best um, rest, um, um, Red Sox ever. But in my generation is David Ortiz. This guy was just tremendous, man. He was a tremendous player. Kudos to him. It, it was very, a very um, a, a, a scary situation years ago. Where he was shot at um, unexpected assailants, and of, of course, he was captured at a later date. But it, it was good that he survived that to get this moment. And, and I saw the video. It was just special to receive the call and the reaction from the from the from the family. It was just amazing all to see a good thing. Now let's get to the dislike. What I did not like was, and, and I Google it, and I understand, you know, people say stuff and people do things later on in a lifetime where, you know, the writers, the voters, take the part of that and choose to vote for them or not to vote for them. This last year, this last, this was the last year of voting for Barry Bonds, Roger Simmons and Kurt Schilling. Now, Billy Wagner got 51% of the vote. You must have 75% of the vote to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Todd Hilton, 52.52 um 52%. Now, I know some of these guys it's going to take them quite a while. They may be they may not get in, but I feel like Scott Rowland 63 60.3 63.2% I think he have a good chance to get in next season. Now, to one of now Barry Bonds and Kurt Schilling and Sammy Sosa, they last year on the votes. We know why they not in the Hall of Fame yet. Did they have tremendous years? Yes. Was they tremendous players? Yes. Were they winners? Yes. Was they absolutely unstoppable? Yes. But when you link to steroids, PED. You will not get into the Hall of Fame. Even though they have a Hall of Fame career, you still have to get in there by vote, which is not possible because of you being linked to steroids. That's in another form of cheating. Now, I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to say they did or not, but I'm not... They both had 66. They both, one of um, Barry Bonds had 66%, and Roger Clemens had 65.2%. Close enough to have 75% of the vote to get in the Dunkin' Hall of Fame. Kurt Schilling, in my personal opinion, one of the best pitchers I, I ever seen. Toughest. Do I have to remind you about the Bloody Sock in New York, Yankee Stadium? I believe that was 03. The guy played with a bloody sock, ankle, bloody feet, ankle, whatever. You, he showed his toughness. He won a World Series with the Arizona Diamondbacks in 20, 2001. 
when they wasn't even favored. So, and, and I'm at a point where it really upsets me to see Kirk Schiller's knocking in because of something he said when he was an analyst. And I know for sure he was wrong. But to judge a person of their beliefs is wrong, especially if you put it into the um, aspect of their career. If you look at their baseball career as a whole, I've never read anything where he had a problem with media, fans, ownership, clubhouse, managers. I've never heard of anything about him in that sense. But that is not my biggest issue. Him not getting in, I can understand that. I can really understand that. It just hurts to see that all of his work, all of his hard work, he wasn't no scrub. All of his hard work will go unrecognized. And yes, it's still a chance he can get into Hall of Fame. But to have less of a vote than Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, oh, I have a big problem with that. How is it that two guys that are linked to steroids be voted ahead of a guy that was a hell of a pitcher? Roger Clemens was a hell of a pitcher. But we all knew that these guys, it is it, nothing to really me personally. I cannot speak for everybody. Once him, Sammy, once Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and there's another few names that haven't come to my mind. Once they were ever linked to Star Wars and PEDs, it was it was it was it was a no-brainer. They not getting into the Hall of Fame. It's a form of cheating. And it's just it's just really mind-blowing me. The fact that they got more votes than Kershaw, I just cannot believe that. Kershaw had fifty eight point six percent. That's so not so not close to seventy five. Like Roger Clemens, his sixty five, and Barry Bonds, sixty sixty six percent. I have a problem with that. Why are they voting for the guys that they know? That's 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 the that's the man. That's a that's a hell of a question. Why are you voting for someone that you know not gonna get in? I don't I don't I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it as a writer, as a fan of the sport. You absolutely you absolutely telling me that you will vote for him when you know. He have no chance of getting in. Not even a slim of a chance. You could. It would have been. It would have been. It would have been more hilarious if he would have got at least seventy one percent of the seventy five. Now that would have been funny. You four percent away from being elected. That would have been hilarious to me because I respect the guys. I respect all the um hard work and their dedication to the MLB. A years of playing. But let's be honest. Do they deserve to get in? I don't know. I don't know. They had hell of a careers, but once you again get linked to PEDs, 
Who will vote for you? That's a form of cheating. My biggest, my biggest problem is why did they get more votes than Kurt Schillings? I we would not we would never know. I would never know. But congrats to all the guys that was inducted this year into the Hall of Fame. We're gonna move over to the NHL. NHL has a couple of games. We um, last night and had ducks go to Toronto and lose to the Maple Leafs four to three. The San Jose Sharks take care of Washington um, Capitals four to one. Calvary Flame shut out the Columbus Blue Jackets six to zero. The Chicago Blackhawks um, beat the Chicago. I mean, Chicago Blackhawks beat the Detroit Red Wings eight to five. Tonight's NHL games. Are in the Anaheim Ducks go to Montreal next. Ottawa, the um, the Ottawa Center will host the um, Colorado Hurricane, and the New Jersey Devils go into Tampa to play the Champs, the Lightning. Um, the Vegas Golden Knights are in Florida to play the Panthers. The L.A. Kings go to New York, the Big Apple, to play the New York Islanders. The Seattle Kraken is in Pittsburgh to play the Penguins. And the New York Rangers are in um, Columbus to um, score off against the Blue Jackets. Calvary Flame are in St. Louis again to play the Blues. In Vancouver, Canucks are in Winnipeg to play the Jets. And um, the nightcap is the Nashville Predators are in Edmonton to play the Orders. Friday night games. Detroit, a rematch of, I believe, 2007. 2000 and one of these years with Stanley Cups. They end up in the Pittsburgh to play the Penguins, Minnesota and New York Rangers, Colorado and the Chicago Blackhawks, Washington Capitals are in Dallas to play the Stars, and Boston travel west to play the Arizona Coyotes. NBA news. We had some tremendous games. The LA Clippers take care of the Orlando Magic 111 to 102 behind Amir Coffey. 19 points. These guys have tremendous, tremendous couple of games for the um, Clippers. Um, Why Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are still out. Um, Lonzo Ball dropped a triple double, 29 points, 13 assists, 10 rebounds as his Charlotte Hornets defeat the Indiana Pacers at a score of 158 to 126. Wow, 158 points in regulation. And the Milwaukee Bucks take um, lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers are a tremendous. They are a very dangerous team. Posty Comfort, they are a very young, dangerous, hungry team. They defeat the Champs 115-99 behind Kevin Love, 25 points. The New York Knicks yet again drop another game to the Miami Heat, 110-96 behind Duncan Robinson, 25 points. If you're asking me what's going on with the Miami Heat, me personally, I think it's Jimmy. I think it's time for Jimmy Butler to move on. I, I really do. I just cannot see that team. I just cannot see him being the man of that team because we already know what Tyler Hero can do. They got Kyle Larry. They got Duncan Robinson, a, a good backcourt. Um, Bam, all about who. Um, here and there, okay. But Jimmy Butler needs to get, get going. I, I just don't see him in Miami no more. It won't end good, and I don't think it's looking good. 
he have yet to be mentioned in any MVP conversation, um, any six man, any ward that in any ward that like that shows his skills. I haven't heard anything about Jimmy Butler. No one's talking about him, but he was always talked about when he was with the same Sixers and of course the Chicago Bulls. I think it's time for him to cut ties with Miami Heat. I really do. Sacramento, um, Sacramento Kings drop a game to the Atlanta Hawks, 121-104. behind Trey Young, 17 points and 10 assists. Toronto are, was in Chicago last night to play the Bulls. They lose 111-105 behind DeMar DeRozan, 29 points. Um, Denver in um, Brooklyn. Um, Denver take care of Brooklyn, 124-118 behind Nokic. Jokic, 26 points, 10 rebounds. Brooklyn Nets. Let me address. Let me let me get to the, you know, the elephant in the room. James Harden is really thinking about leaving Brooklyn, and, and we know, you know, older you get, the wiser you get. It's, it's it's always a repeat of itself. It's always being said. The older you get, you know, you start thinking different. You start doing stuff different. I can understand where he's coming from, but if you asking me, is there any place he can go? I say no. What can he go? Philly? No, I don't think it'll work there. I just don't. Philadelphia? No. I just don't see it happening. I, it's a possibility. It's a possibility, but they they I don't think they will trade Ben Simmons to Brooklyn for James Harden. Either by or free agent. I just don't see how James Harden would be a better fit. And Philly didn't in um, Nets. I think he should stay where he had and win a title. We know Kevin Durant is out for a couple of weeks. You know, Kyrie Irving, he have yet to take the vaccinated for the New York uh, mandate vaccination. But if you ask me, I think his best opportunity to win with Brooklyn is right now. This season. I believe they can win this season and next season. If you know who do what he needs to do. Um, the Memphis, San, Memphis and San Antonio, Memphis, 118 to 110, take care of the Spurs and John, behind John Morant, 41 points. And let me tell you, now one thing I would say about John Morant, if he's not in this MVP conversation, you is not a basketball fan. You is not. This guy have been killing for the last couple of weeks. Killing for the last couple of weeks. He got his team 33. He it's the Memphis Grizzlies is 33 and 17. That's probably top four of the top four of the West. And that's how conference and John Morant. That Memphis Grizzlies, man, they are a tough, tough team. I just cannot wait to April. To see who played him first, because man, they ain't winning. Tremendous, tremendous, tremendous team. Um, Phoenix Suns take care of the Utah Jazz 105 to 97 behind Devin Booker, 43 points, 12 rebounds. Um, Dallas take care of Portland. Portland is a lost cause this season. They are really a lost cause. Um, Dallas take care of them 132 to 1. 112 high. Um, Chris Stop Persingas, 22 points. 
Tonight's games is the LA Lakers are in Philly. That should be a tremendous game. Minnesota is Minnesota is another good team that are playing our outrageous, tremendous basketball. Um, they are in Golden State. That should be another tremendous game. Andrew Wiggins go against his former team. Friday night game, we have a slate of 11 games. Friday night, Detroit and Orlando Magic. Um, LA Lakers in a Charlotte um, Hornets, Boston and Atlanta. The LA Clippers in the the LA Clippers and the Miami Heat. The Indiana Pacers will go to Oklahoma to face the Thunder. Portland is in Houston. Denver is in New Orleans. Utah is in Memphis. Chicago go to San Antonio to play the Spurs. Minnesota go to Phoenix on a double on the back to back. And New York is in Milwaukee to play the Champs. On to NFL Championship Week, Conference Championship Week. Keys to the game for the Cincinnati and Kansas City game. Cincinnati must stop, must. I would say this, must stop Tariq Hill or Travis Kelsey. They have to stop one of them because if both of them do the same thing they did to the Buffalo Bills, it won't end pretty. It just won't. Score touchdown. Cincinnati, 16 points like last week ain't going to work. 16 points. Well, of course, 19 points to field goal, but let's just count the field goal. 16 points will not beat the Kansas City Chiefs. It won't, unless you get to the quarterback. Unless you get to the quarterback and you turn in the ball over, which is something Kansas City cannot do. They cannot turn the ball over. They have to stop um, – Jamar Chase, with that secondary, if Tyron Matthews don't play, just look for um, Chase, Jamar Chase to go over 100 yards receiving. It's going to be a tremendous game. Um, feed Travis Kelsey for the Kansas City. I, I really don't know. I really don't know where I really – this is going to be a tremendous game. But if I had to pick – I will pick the Kansas City Chiefs to go to Super Bowl for the third straight year. I believe they have too much on offense for Cincinnati to handle. I know Cincinnati took care of Derrick Henry, you know, A.J. Brown, you know, Julio Jones last week. But, of course, you're going to take care of them when you have a quarterback of their stature in Ryan Tannehill. Um, the San Francisco 49ers and the L.A. Rams meet for the third time this season. Last time they met, they was down, the L.A. Rams, had them 17-0, and they still come back and beat them in overtime. And they the reason why they in a postseason by beating them. Um, San Francisco 49ers, only thing they can do is run a ball. That's just the best thing they can do to win this game, run a ball, score early, because don't expect the Rams not to score, like, other than Green Bay. Um, L.A. Rams, don't turn the ball over. You cannot turn the ball over. Don't give San Francisco short field advantage. Get pressure on Jimmy G because we know if we get he get under pressure, it's not going to be a pretty day. Aaron Donald must have a game of his life. You have a chance to host Super Bowl where you at in your stadium. Second team will only do it. And just imagine, the second team will only do it. You can obviously hope their chances of winning is way greater um, than the visiting team. So um, I expect this game to be a, probably a high-scoring game. I really do. Yeah, unless 
San Francisco and uh, unless San Francisco and LA Rams get out the quarterback like San Francisco and Green Bay did last week, I see LA. I see the LA Rams coming out of this. I just don't think they will beat them three straight times in one season. If they do, I will fire Sean McVay. There's no way you let your division team not only beat you twice, but to beat you in your home stadium. A trip to the Super Bowl where your home stadium will host the Super Bowl. I, I just, I just would not allow him to be the coach no more. I just can't. You already won Super Bowl. You score what three points? I believe three points or how many points? It was three points. That late touchdown didn't matter. Um, I'm I'm sure it was three points. My my memory correct? I believe it was three points. Unless they, I think they scored late. Um, but the offense was horrible. That Super Bowl, I believe it was Super Bowl fifty three, fifty two. One of them fifty two Super Bowls. Um, but LA, I believe the LA Rams will be the second team to host Super Bowl. I'm not picking the Super Bowl yet. I'm just saying I believe it's going to be the LA Rams holding the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. Other on other NFL news with Chicago Bears is set to hire Ryan Poles. I don't know too much about him, but I was really looking forward to him hiring Lewis Riddick. Um, I believe he should. I believe he's a, a tremendous. He was a tremendous scout. He worked with the uh, Philadelphia um, Eagles um, years ago. I believe he have a, a good eye set for talent and uh, a very. Um, good eye set for, you know, potential, you know, playmakers. So, and, and of course, you're looking at the Bears roster. They need to fix the offensive line, get more weapons for Josh, um, J- um, Justin Fields for on offense, fix that secondary. That secondary on the defense is horrible, probably the worst in the football league right now in the NFL, especially they look at their division. They have – there is no one really standing in their way. Now that Aaron Rodgers may be out of Green Bay, there is no one standing in their way. They must hire a coach. By the way, they looking to they looking for to hire Jim Caldwell. I don't really think he's a good fit. I would either try to convince Sean Payton, who's who's absolutely is just stepping down from football, but I think they can convince him to coach. I think if they could convince him to come back and coach, um, and make a deal with New Orleans, blah, blah. I still believe he under contract. With them, I would try to make a um a, a talk with him, and but Jim Caldwell, he was a good coach. I believe he's kind of old school kind of coach. He is older in his mid sixties. Um, I don't think that's something he need. I think a a Brian Flores or Sean Payton would be probably the best for Justin Fields. Um, other news: Hey, Anthony Anthony uh, Antonio Brown. Wants to play with Lamar Jackson as his new quarterback. I believe, in my personal opinion, I don't believe Antonio Brown deserves another chance, especially after the three, four chances you had in the last three, four years. No. I think his football career could be potentially over, but we do know he have a cousin and, um, um, that played with the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens. Hollywood Brown is his cousin. And Lamar Jackson is like, you know, they best friends or whatever. They, they, they kind of like, you know, like a, a, a group, a clique or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I, I don't – I can see it, but I wouldn't like it, you know, because, you know, Baltimore Ravens, 
they are in a win now situation because I'm for sure if they don't win the Super Bowl next year, or they don't get somewhere close to Super Bowl next year. Jim um, Jim Harbaugh will be get fired. He will his seat his his head coaching job is on the line for the next season. It really is. And lastly, Dan Rogers' best fit his best fit. Aaron Rodgers is looking to leave. Um, Green Bay. People saying he may retire. I don't think he's going to retire. I think he have a good one or two years in him. Some say Pittsburgh, um, Dallas, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, ten, um, New Orleans. New Orleans, I'm not sure about that one. They don't even know who their quarterback is. You still got um, Taysom um, Hill under contract. James Winston, a free agent. Um, Tampa Bay, no. Tom Brady will be coming back for another year. I don't believe he's going to retire. Not on the way he went out like this. His dude is going to have the probably biggest retirement celebration in, in sports history. I can probably guarantee that. Guarantee this guy is going to have the biggest go-away retirement party ever. Um, His last game would be Tyler Bass. There's I, 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 no doubt in my mind. His last game as a, type of, as a football player, as a quarterback, as the GOAT, Will be televised. San Francisco 49ers. No, they have Trey Lance under them. I don't believe I don't believe I don't believe um John Lynch will be trying to get the quarterback for the next one or two years. Especially if they want Super Bowl, they don't want to be really want care. But if they don't, I still don't see it happening. Um Dallas. No, I don't think Jerry Jones will pay Dak um Prescott, all that money just to get rid of him for a guy that's going to come in for another one or two years. It, I just cannot see that. I had a conversation with one of my friends earlier um, in the week where he was actually considering um, Dallas could pick him up. I don't think that's I don't think that's something Jerry Jones would be um, looking to do unless he really dying for a Super Bowl, which we know who he is. But to do it that way, I don't think it happen. Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh probably be the safest, safest bet, but I still wouldn't want him in that division because he still got to play Baltimore twice. Knowing what they have right now, they can even get better on defense and better on offense. Um, knowing they have to play Baltimore twice, Cincinnati, depending on whoever behind um, center and Cleveland, them twice, that's a tough division. The division is on the rise to um, to be tough. It's really tough. That Those that division so tough. The three teams, it was all of them teams last year. At least had a chance to win a division later, late in the season. So that division is very tough. And lastly, my personal team, I, the team that I really think would be the perfect fit for him, is the Tennessee Titans. You look at the backfield. You have Derrick Henry. You have weapons in the wide receiver and AJ Brown. You have a good, hungry defense, and a, don't forget Julio Jones. Can you just imagine Aaron Rodgers and Julio Jones? The catches, the highlights they will make together. I believe Tennessee Titans is, is in a is in a is in a right now win mode because man, it's been almost twenty. It's been almost going on twenty plus, please like 22, 23 years since they last was in Super Bowl. So. I believe if they if they really wanted to get to a Super Bowl win or a Super Bowl, I believe that is the best way. Um, they try to make it like a deal for Aaron Rodgers. For I don't know about a deal, but they try to get rid of Ryan Tannehill because they know he's not it. Ryan Tannehill can move on and elsewhere, and Aaron Rodgers come in and probably 
and I can probably guarantee you this also, if Aaron Rodgers somehow end up in Tennessee, I bet you they're going to be heavy favorite to win the championship for next season. Now it's time for the best and the worst. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get out of here for this episode of Sports Talk Marshall, we're going to go over the best and worst of the week. And absolute worst of the week was no doubt about it. Ryan Tannehill, doing your team last two times. You guys are number one seed. You got bounced out the playoff. Thanks to you and your three interceptions, it's three times the charm. The second interception, I care less about it. But the first interception, there's no way you come off a bad week. First play of the game, you throw an interception. But you're Ryan Tannehill. Just like we knew the Ryan Tannehill throw their third interception. Cost your team a game. Guys could have been hosting an AFC Championship game, but you won't. Now it's three times Tennessee Titans have been number one seed. And the third time, it was you, Ryan Tannehill, the absolute worst of the week. The best of the week was no doubt about it. Big Poppy getting it to the Hall of Fame. He will be enshrined and inducted this July, two days for my birthday, but we're not talking about that right now. Big Poppy, congrats. Make sure you guys have your tissue ready because it will be a Muslim Speaks come July. That will do it for this episode of Sports Talk Marcel. Thank you guys for all the love and support. Um, thank you guys for, you know, just, you know, rocking with me for this almost two years and a half of doing this Sports Talk Marcel. Um, next week, we'll be back with a new edition of Black Moments in Sports History. We will be doing that to celebrate Black History Month and all the entire February. Um, you guys be good. You know, you guys be be safe out there. Bundle up is very chilly, chilly, chilly. Um, hope you guys have a good weekend. I will see you guys next week for episode 69. As always, be good, be great, and be blessed. See you next week.